0: Hello and welcome to Progressive Mindset. We are the podcast for entrepreneurs looking to progress both their mind as well as their business. I am Jason Kemsley. And I'm Bradley Monday. And today we're going to discuss feel-good
1: leadership. And what does feel-good leadership mean? Uh, I think we need to start there. Please tell me, Brad. Because if you go and you look for feel-good leadership, different people are are using it in different veins, right? We need to um, talk about what we mean. And for me, feel good leadership and the topic today is more about it's not our job as leaders to make people feel good when it's when it's not necessary. Okay, we're here to drive people forward and sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes that means hearing hard things and working on a plan to drive through the other side. So it's about not doing feel good leadership. Because feel-good leadership actually can have a negative impact in the out the overall output of your team. You've got a bunch of people that feel great, but actually you're not really achieving.
0: Okay, what so it should be. Uh, if I can just ask some questions to paint a picture here. So many people in business entrepreneurship in the modern era, the last five years or so, the rise of social media and and people saying what is right and what is wrong, feel like they have to shield their personnel from. Bad things and only push good out constantly to create a good culture, etc. And what you're talking about is actually there is some hardship. But it's all it's all about where you're heading and, and the end goal.
1: Uh, yeah. So and and maybe this is a controversial subject. I didn't necessarily mean mean for it to be, but particularly when we went into the pandemic, there was this switch and we talked about it before on the on the podcast, is there was this switch from power or control or whatever you want to talk, call it from employer to employee yep. and suddenly employee, employers were running scared that they're going to leave and you know and so they took this weird and different approach where they I've allowed to make
0: everyone happy uh, absolutely
1: and, and and that's that's right and what we're talking about today i think the end result is actually happy engaged people but for the right reasons and actually it works for the business as well as the people. Whereas I think the former, you can be saying to the to the person that's not really outputting, but not you know not doing bad enough to get rid of. If you're telling them they're doing wonderfully to make them happy, actually that's 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 not going to do well for for the team or for the business culture longer term. And I think there's a lot of that out there, and it's very easy to get into because the, the difficult conversations are difficult to have.
0: Oh, uh, so so. Leaders shy away from those difficult conversations, they shy away from the difficult decisions, because during that period you felt like you had to uh, protect or, or theoretically cuddle the employees from any any turbulence that may be going on, or the pandemic that was going on.
1: Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of information out there to the contrary that says that's what you should be doing. And okay. so I guess the reason that I was so keen for us to talk about this topic is because we, we've we been there. I, I resonate with actually when the pandemic came around, we saw the same information and it was incredibly tempting to go down that route of let's just make sure that everyone feels good. doesn't matter what they're outputting, what they're contributing to the business. Let's just make sure they're good because we, we can't afford to lose anyone.
0: Absolutely. And I think that um, in my mind that creates a, a phrase. It might be something I've heard and I'm stealing, but a healthy business is healthy. Culture as well, mm-hmm. typically. So, so what we're talking about here is business goals, objectives at the forefront, with obviously making sure people are happy, rather than sacrificing that to create happy people. But in turn, you don't have a business that's reaching its goals or objectives. So then, in turn, can't reward in the correct ways. So you still have the negative impact.
1: You, yeah, you're you're probably just delaying it for a bit, and. To to talk about the complete cycle that I think we saw was that right. Let's go. Let's go down that route of making sure that people are happy. And the, and the pandemic was obviously a new thing to everyone. And so I think it's it's understandable that we and many others fell into that hole. But that that information's still coming through, and I think it's still uh, a prominent subject to talk about. So uh, um, we went through that cycle of right, everyone's happy, but then you started to see. Hang on a minute. You know, the output's dropping off here. what's going on actually you lost engagement because people weren't rallying behind a cause anymore yep um, and so sharing some of that hardship does is is important so I thought today we could talk through um some of the things that that, that we do and that you can use within your businesses to I, I guess take a have maybe a firm but fair approach where you're sharing the right stuff and you're helping people to drive towards their goals and sometimes that's hard conversations and we we'll talk through some of that stuff that that allows us to actually gain control of what the business needs whilst whilst having happy and engaged
0: absolutely employees. and I I want to share something to kick us off um because I think this is all about balance uh, uh, ab- like ab- absolutely as you mentioned there not sharing too much, but also making sure you sure you share the stuff that people care about to know that we're we're going in the right direction. Um, there's a there's a business owner I've been communicating with backwards and forwards that's having a tough time. We were talking mm-hmm. um, about some ideas for them the other day, and I won't share who it is um, just out of, of courtesy because uh, that's not that's not cool. Um, and one of the things I suggested was you might you might be oversharing. So you've gone completely the opposite direction. You, you, you're you t- oversharing too much. Um, and i got a message uh, actually this morning to say over the last couple of days, our focus has been much better and some of my management team is much happier. I've really taken on what you said about not burdening the team with all of the business problems and it seems to have improved the mood very quickly. So this, this works in both directions. Is, it, is uh, There is a balance between hey team, these are the problems we currently face and hey team, there's no problems, it's all rosy. There is a middle ground and finding that middle ground is probably the perfection in terms of culture as well.
1: Uh, agreed. And What I would say about um, sharing problems and that, that sort of thing with, with your leadership team is it's your job as a leader to also talk them through finding solutions to those problems it is not about it's not about just going hey team we've 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 got a problem this is pretty doom and gloom right it's you've got to keep that positivity of actually it doesn't matter what the world throws at us as a team we're going to come through this and and i'm sharing because we're going to work together to 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 create the outcomes
0: absolutely so um we 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 prepared a list of points um which i think is is really good to kick off with one of the first ones that i I am a big fan of is delivering feedback in a positive positive manner mm-hmm. and also sometimes privately as well
1: uh, yeah absolutely I, I think if the if the feedback is has any sort of negative undertones i completely agree with that's a that's a private conversation
0: yep we're praising public criticizing private
1: and and i think we have slightly different ways in which we we do this, I'd like for you to talk, if you will, about your leading, you have a, a thing about leading with some some positives and you kind of lead into actually yep. the constructive criticism, right?
0: Yep. Uh yeah, so there's obviously uh, we'll do both ways. So um the story is, but a very short version, there was a difficult scenario, difficult to approach character, which is a point we're gonna come on to knowing the person on the receiving mm-hmm. end. Um, and I realised my intuitive approach was not going to (laughs) work. It just wasn't going to work. I would have ended up coming out of the meeting with a worse result and I went in a worse position than I went in with. And I was doing lots of research, and I think we spoke about it a little bit as well, and it was the concept of start the meeting with praise. Start with, hey, by the way, you're doing this awesome job with this um you're doing these things and we've moved it forward tremendously hey but what I'd like to do now is talk about the things where we can improve mm-hmm. and um that's one way and I typically use that when I feel the person has an element of self-doubt or the person has an element of I've been set up for failure okay um if they're if they're a confident individual I don't think you necessarily need to do it in that particular way so what that allowed was it loosened them up it showed them that this was not a criticism. Everyone takes criticism in a different way. Yeah. I'm quite an emotional character. I can take criticism quite poorly if it's not delivered in the correct way, and that's that's something I should work on um so it was delivered with a praise first and then critique after
1: um and I think that helps. You've shared before where actually you you don't necessarily always feel comfortable delivering constructive criticism that you don't know how it's getting you know it's just that awkward and and certainly understand that but for me being a bit more comfortable and, and if you resonate with with being that kind of person just a horrible guy <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm more comfortable saying it as it needs to be said there doesn't need to be any sugar coating Absolutely. with me and but at the same time because of the way i'm coming at that That feedback and I'm okay talking about, hey, look, let's start with how it is. And then what I'm doing is I'm going to drive you through really identifying what the problem is here and and helping that individual to understand where where their problems are and eke that out. So that actually the end of your meeting is actually this really positive thing with really positive things that you're going to do at the back of it. You've got action points that that person can own. Maybe there's some things on you as well that you need to do within the business or within their environment. And then they can drive that forward. And you really put them... Quite often people will have identified these issues and they don't really know how to overcome them. And that's where human nature will start to finger point. It's human nature to go, it's probably not me, it's probably somewhere else, right? Absolutely. And so by addressing that, you then start to help someone really take ownership of, of a problem that they probably already identified, but now they've got the tools to be able to take it take it forward and that's that's the delivering feedback positively is regardless of how you lead into the constructive criticism for me it's making sure you've got those really positive action points out the back that you can both get excited about absolutely yeah to then to then move on and finish up the meeting
0: and and that's kind of the reason we do this podcast right is is i learn and think more about myself as we talk about these things Uh, i assume you do too but if you're, if you're listening to this episode, maybe you're in your car, maybe in in the office with headphones on, whatever, think about what are you most comfortable? If you're not comfortable delivering bad news, you might prefer my approach of let's ease in with some positive, because then you're going to give a more genuine and authentic version of yourself, which yeah. the other person will be able to see. And if you're comfortable delivering the, un- delivering the uncomfortable, think about that and then maybe do it in the reverse. You can deliver it and hey, we've got this really positive set of outcomes and goals and targets together. And and that's the whole purpose of what you're listening to here is to listen and think, what am I like? Yeah. What's the other person on the other side of the table like? Because if we're not cognizant of this stuff, all of the topics we talk about are interchangeable based on your personality type and what you learn about yourself. So. Uh, this is progressing the mind that part of the the title so let's look at the the, i
1: guess the flip side of talking about how how you as the deliverer deliver your your feedback it's important to understand how your team receive that feedback and you alluded to it earlier is understanding who sat across the table from you and how they're going to react to to what you're putting out is really important as well and and then you can kind of if if they're if they do have that self doubt that you mentioned and that sort of stuff it's probably not best to um to throw it all out there at, at, at once right that person's gonna go gonna the self doubt's gonna grow and that sort of stuff we need to maybe eat that out a little bit slower
0: and and a, a top tip there i would strongly recommend if you don't know you you read and looking to disprofiling we don't necessarily do it internally in terms of working out where everyone is, but because I've read the disc profile, I can usually generally categorize someone in an area,
1: yeah,
0: and then I know they typically will receive it better in this way or that way, um, to get a better understanding of them. So that, uh, I think the disc profile is huge for that. It's um, it's a scientific how you adapt, respond, react, etc. And whilst I'm not going to make a guess here what you may be, maybe a DI or whatever. But that means that then as a leader, I can go, okay, I think Brad might better receive this if I structure it in this way. Um, And I'm quite comfortable delivering it in that way. So he's going to get an authentic version of me, Mm -hmm. successful outcome for everyone.
1: And if you get it wrong... Own it. (laughs) And yeah, absolutely. Acknowledge it in the meeting. If you see someone recoil when you give your, what you feel is very well just... (laughs) Very well executed feedback, and they just go, "Oh, then acknowledge that, go you know i'm I'm really sorry, I think I might have you know not not delivered that very well. You seem to have had this reaction to it that is not you know and and talk about that wasn't what's, the intended talk about what's in the room rather than trying to gloss over it and just <laughs> can't wait for this, can't wait for this meeting to end on both sides i I think you can come back and you can almost hit the reverse and 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 try again, and you get to know. Over time, you get to know what, what that person what wants. What
0: works and what, what doesn't, absolutely. Uh, these, t- these next two, um, we might need to be a bit quicker on because I think we're going to spend a lot of time on, on the third one. Um, but taking action quickly, I think, is a huge one. I think a lot of business owners will see, and we've talked about it in a previous episode as well, harnessing fear, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, will see a problematic person or a problem. I can They'll get better or it'll get better. It's not important right now. Or, and it festers. It, it molds. It grows. It's like fungus.
1: People can only fix things that they're aware of, right? Absolutely. If and I'm it, not
0: suggesting people are fungus, just to clarify. <laughs> okay.
1: But, yeah, it's important that they know. If they know something that they do, even if it's someone shaking a leg and you find out that the whole bank of desks is shaking, you know, something trivial like that, if you don't share that that's really annoying well that just it. gets more and more annoying until you eventually snap right getting those things out there and that's just you know obviously a very trivial thing but i think it's it's a great one everyone's annoyed by that right so
0: as, and and you have to do it quickly but as as you very well wrote on the board you you've, you've got to be if you if you see something the foot thing is a great example and you say hey oh, sorry the, the foot's annoying me a little bit can you can you deal with it and then they continue and then you leave it that's going to become it's going to everything brews and becomes mm-hmm. a bigger problem so being firm but fair quickly is to take that to a next level would you
1: agree i i do agree and um we had a uh, a new manager join our business uh, a little while ago that uh really really does the firm but fair thing to the point where actually seeing that as an onlooker uh, there were points where I sort of went, oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but seeing the reaction from the team, that that team know when know where they stand, and and actually it created very quickly a lot of rapport between that the the manager and the team, and it works. And I think again, we were very scared of scaring people off because they won't enjoy what they do, and actually people just want to know where they stand. Yeah, which when you're doing the feel good leadership thing is. Well, if everything is roses, then nothing is roses. I guess kind of kind of scenario. They all everything smells the same. So you dilute
0: the. You do.
1: Yeah.
0: Which brings me on to something I think we might disagree a little bit on. Um, do you maybe want to start on this? Because I need so, to, I need to gather my thoughts.
1: Uh, so the, so the note that I've written here is uh, celebrate real wins, don't celebrate mediocrity, and. What I mean by that is you can celebrate small things, but don't go looking for nonsense to celebrate, because again, I think you, you begin to dilute the things that need celebrating. For example, we, we celebrate small things like uh, a client says something Positive, good about yeah. the, the service and that sort of. That, I'm, I'm saying that's definitely something you should be celebrating, putting out good stuff that people are raving about all day long. Uh, it's, it's the smaller things that you're going looking for. Well, we haven't celebrated anything as a team. Let's go looking for something that might have happened.
0: Yeah, and, and, I, and I don't agree with celebrating things that are not really good. What, where I do disagree is if you've had a period of hardship or a periodness of toughness or the team morale is slightly down, Sometimes as a collective you can take joy in things that otherwise would have not seemed so positive. So what I mean by that is I I take for granted that I can get in my car and drive wherever I want to drive to. I was just speaking to an engineer about that. Sometimes if you're if as a business you've gone through a tough period like COVID or whatever, sometimes something that wouldn't have seemed like a win will be received like a win. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have otherwise in other times so getting back together together to go and have some dinner or whatever that may be would never have been something that would have been a win that was shared or a big moment Um, Um, and and so just making sure there's there's always something there's always always something I don't I don't going into administration at least you know where your future might lie Uh, (laughs) there's always there's always a positive in a scenario and i think it's important to make that known even if you don't make a big thing out of it
1: and and maybe i i just separate celebration and celebrating wins with actually you can create positive in a a, a bad scenario but that that should come from you as a leader you you, sh, you should always see the light at the end of the tunnel that's your Absolutely. job and and so that's being motivational about you know what, we're going to go through some tough times. And that's, again, what I mean by feel-good leadership is, hey, we've got a plan. You've either come up with that together or that's something you create created yourself. But there's a plan here, and this is what we're driving towards. And, you know, we're going to go through some patches of storm yep. along the way. And that can come across really, really positive. But if you're there going, it's going to get a bit rocky, we better go and find something to celebrate. Yep. You know, um, that that's that's what I mean in in that in we that I found the middle
0: ground quicker than I uh, than I thought which is why it's so important to talk and listen to podcasts and whatever it is it may be because actually sometimes we just don't know how to put across what we're we're trying to communicate Um, and I think it's fair to say you know going through those bad times we were talking to we was talking to an individual the other evening that was talking about a science experiment on pressure do you recall uh, this Yeah, this, this, the stress. I'd love to quickly just um, share this. So, a um, hundred people were put in a room, and they were taught taught about how stress was very bad for you. They then were given a set task, and they performed the task really poorly. And their vitals, their medical vitals, then showed you know significant heart rate increases, blood pressure increases. Um, they were overwhelmed. Some of them were sweating, etc., etc. A hundred. Different people were then put in a room, taught for an hour that stress was really good for you, and then given the same set task, and they delivered it significantly better than uh, the previous. Their vitals hadn't changed. In some cases, they got slightly better. Mm-hmm. And so that 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 story, that message is, is important because how you handle stress or show the pressure or show the challenge at the top very quickly filters down to what it is beneath you or in the rest of the department or organization
1: i I couldn't agree i couldn't agree more and i think that's what we're getting at with the points that we're discussing today is it's not about whether things are good things are bad it's about how we position those things yep and actually that brings us on to even if they are bad everyone wants a challenge so if you're talking about riding a storm and there being light at the end of the tunnel people rally behind that right They, they really will as long as that's done authentically as you as you said earlier so around everyone wanting a challenge I think not being a feel-good leader and being an honest uh, leader is about making sure that everyone has a a far-out goal really understand your people where are they going and how do you help them along that road to make sure that there is a plan to get there
0: yeah absolutely and I guess to 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 piggyback on that about being uncomfortable and being challenged that is when your team members grow that is when your individuals grow that's when you grow sometimes it's not easy to listen to a podcast or watch someone you see on media or have a mentor give you business advice that conflicts with what you're doing the only time we're developing as individuals is when we're being challenged or when we're uncomfortable yeah Um, that's when we thrive and I'd like to just share one thing that's I think quite funny the first day I joined this (laughs) organisation and we met I know what you're going to say you said to me Jason I'll see you later I've got to go out and you went to deliver a job just just the two of us at that point I'm going to be honest with you there was very little introduction very little induction very little training and I, I think I started to thrive that's I would argue we would not have been where we were at month six, month 12, month 24, had I not... And some people can't do that. Okay, so we should prefix some people can't do that. Some people have different thresholds. Yep. But pushing people and putting them in uncomfortable is when you see what they're really made of.
1: Indeed. And it's, it goes back to understanding your your people and getting a gauge for that threshold is i i say to a lot of people is i know what you're capable of even if you don't and I, I genuinely mean that i know there are things that our people can achieve that if i went and asked them is this something you can deliver they'd probably say no but when it's positioned where actually the only option is to to do, to do it. it it's amazing what people will uh, will have and that's going to be different in different. Env- I do think this is different in different environments. Our our environment that we've created, I think, encourages people that want to be. I I, I think for everyone, growth happens when in the uncomfortable. But I don't think every business necessarily attracts the people that thrive. want that or thrive yeah. or or thrive in that necessarily. And so, if if you resonate with that start talking to people I I talk about that in the interview process is, so it's
0: yeah it's open book
1: is you know occasionally you're going to get a little bit of you know a push into the flames as it were <laughs> and and uh and if if that resonates with you and you can think back to times where actually that's where the growth happens come on board but if that's not your culture that's the only one that I would I would tread carefully around if if you don't identify that as something that maybe you do as a leader and that's where you thrive probably don't try and implement that one in your in your business i think it's the only one we've discussed today that possibly can't be broad brushed across the majority of businesses
0: and and i guess i I'd, i'd probably like to end on a question for the audience for people listening is as i said whether you're in your car or wherever you are think about someone that might be in your business and if it's just you you know think about what type of leader you want to become and and what type of ways you like to deliver things because in the interview process is a good way to start to show that Mm -hmm. but if you do have a team member whether it's one or ten start looking or thinking about those people and ask yourself do i know the right way to communicate with them do i know the right way to engage with them or deliver feedback good or positive or bad and i think once you start to Think about it and explore that thought process and thought tree. Some very small tweaks can actually unlock quite a large difference because everyone wants to be challenged, but everyone wants to be loved yep. and heard. And so, communication with them can actually unlock a, a significant amount of potential when combined with the uncomfortable.
1: I I I very much agree, and this isn't about taking the advice and completely flipping from being a feel good leadership to the other i spoke to one person about delivering feedback in a you know in in um, a, an honest open you know, get the bad stuff out there and the response was yeah you're right i need to come down with the iron fist yeah. i remember that phrase very that is that's, that's not what's being advocated here it's not about flipping the other way it's about just being open and open and honest right is don't hide things
0: uh, I think I want to do a whole episode on it, but as we move into the next era and part of society, I think authenticity is going to win throughout. And so, as a leader, if you're not being authentic and thoughtful, people will notice. Yeah, I I don't think it's a, a I don't think the growth and our effort on doing podcasts like this and trying to progress our own minds, I don't think that's a coincidence. That as a business, we've progressed to a good point. At no,
1: I, I I don't think the world has a – let me get. Let me start again. I don't think the world should have a retention problem. I think there's an, a people and specifically young people are getting fed with an awful lot of information from social media and that kind of stuff about you know, basically how they shouldn't work and about how the world owes them a thing or two. But I think actually when you start treating people like human beings – Let's get rid of the word "staff." That's a horrible word, and with the wrong um, associations to it. And and treat people like humans, and and want to see them grow and develop in that authentic way. And and I think people hang around.
0: That's a good point to end.
1: It is. And we'll see Thank you, you, on you next episode. Goodbye.